Thank everybody for all the hard work. But most of all, is she amazing or what? I remember the first, the first day she came home, she said that she was at Starbucks. I told her to come over here and take a look at this space. I didn't know what to but I remember the first day I walked in, I said, oh my goodness. <laughs> and maybe we did off a little bit more than we could choose. Um, but here we are. It's amazing. Everyone here did a lot of work, and yeah. uh, this lady's incredible. Well, this is definitely a team effort, and I'd like right now for everyone who helped with the building out and the cleaning up and all that we did, would y'all just stand to your feet? Okay, it's kind of hard to see these lights are so bright. Y'all, thank you so much. And then, of course, Yuri. I have to say, you know, everybody. You know, Yuri just made it so exciting. Every day I would come and I knew he'd be your uncle pastor. What are we going to do? He was my right-hand man. He made it happen. I was encouraged just because he was here. Thank you, Yuri. I can't say thank you enough for being so faithful and so, so hardworking and so willing to do whatever it took to get it done. And Shelly and Eduardo. Yes. Everybody, everybody. Everybody. So grateful to all of you. Amen, amen, amen. All right. Um, this is my first time in my new sanctuary, so I'm getting this all figured out. Let me go. I'll come over here and get this. I forgot to bring my, my stuff. Well, welcome. Did everyone receive your welcome packet when you came in? All right. If you did not receive a welcome packet, please raise your hand and we'll have the ushers come over to you. And bring you a welcome packet. Welcome packet looks like this. Well, while they're doing that, let me just greet all of our first-time guests today. So glad everyone is here today. Acceleration, you let them know how glad you are. Yeah, we're going to have to work on getting a little more excited with our clapping and, and yelling because... That was kind of weak, I'm just saying. If I was the first time visiting, I'm like, well, I think they kind of like me being there. So let's just try that again. Let's just let everybody know how grateful we are that they're here this morning. Now, that's more like it. That's more like it. So glad you decided to worship at Acceleration today. You know, y'all need to start getting used to getting in here to find you a seat early because this place is going to fill up fast. Amen. So... And, and we really, from now on, I really want people to start filling in the front rows. In fact, I have, how many extra seats do we have on the front row right now? That's Tamar's seat. But one, two, three, four, five, six. I, have, I mean, six really good-looking people to come to the front. To sit in the front. If you just are all right, you can stay where you are. But I need, some, I need five more really good-looking people. Okay. All right. All right, well, while, while I'm having six people make their way to the front, could I have everyone stand right now and let's just greet one another? Pastor Robert reminded me I didn't have you. I'm all thrown off because if we, we're going to settle into our new situation here. But if everybody would just greet one another over the next couple minutes, find somebody you don't know and say good morning and how are you?
Get on in here, girl. Bring it on in. And look, we're all wearing the same colors. We look like a girl band, don't we? <laughs> so funny. Do you want to say hello? No, no, I'm going to introduce you. I have to introduce you. Kenta, let me hold that gray microphone until it's your turn. Finally, I did it. She woke up, beat the tar out of me. My grandmother came in the room. She had me at the foot of the bed with her heel, kicking me in the thigh. Like, ah! It was like two in the morning. I'm screaming, and my grandmother comes in. She's like, "Alana, stop hitting your sister." She, said, she hit me in the. No, she didn't. <laughs> my grandmother didn't even believe that I would do that. I was such a good child. But, I, but you know what? Be you get to the place when you have had enough. When you have had enough. That's preaching to somebody this morning. When you get to the place that you have had enough. You will finally do something about it. So just say hello. Whatever you want to say is fine with me. Howdy. <laughs> what was it you were saying this morning? You said two things. You said about the dollhouse, but there was one other thing you said before that. Oh, when we were children, that's how you ride your, your, oh, yeah. your little tricycle. You, you, you ride your tricycle, right? <laughs> and everybody's riding the tricycle. We hear tick, 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 tick. It's sad. And she's got on these little high heel plastic shoes. <laughs> and every time she go around, you hit, she hit. You know, this one you got a TGNY? <laughs> TGNY. Does anybody know what that is? <laughs> that used to be called the dime store. <laughs> so, why don't you take those off and ride your bike better? We all know this face. <laughs> I'm going to keep it on. Uh, a little necklace that came with it. <laughs> Yeah. I would turn my tricycle like this, like yeah. I was driving. It was excellent, even yeah. back then, yeah. four yeah. years right. ago. And then she remembered something this morning that I didn't even remember, and that um, I didn't have a dollhouse, but I had a bookshelf in my room that I made into a dollhouse. I, like, 
found all kinds of stuff and it was really creative and made like this really cool, it was really cool dollhouse. Like my grandparents would bring friends over who were over visiting, say, you've got to come and see this dollhouse that she made. And my sister just... It, it was matchboxes and band-aid boxes and everything matched. The bed had a comforter on it that matched the rug that had fringe on it. Everything was handmade and perfect. So we made fun of her, just like the tick, tick, tick. Um, we made fun of her. Grandma was doing tuna fish. I said, well, but I would trust that one. You use this and you don't <laughs> That afternoon, that tuna can was cleaned up. It had uh, cotton balls on the top, and she had covered it and made an ottoman for her <laughs> Excellent. Give me a tuna can, I'll make a sanctuary. <laughs> That 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 dollhouse was four stories tall, and now Marie's Marie, our house is four stories tall. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord! Well, thank you for coming to celebrate with us this morning. One more thing: when we were dating, she told me a story about hitting her sister with a bedpost. And when we got married, I made sure the bed didn't have any bedposts. <laughs> Well, praise the Lord. All right, so if you're here for the very first time, um, we'd just like for you to fill out the connection card that's in your little welcome packet there. If you would, just fill it out and uh, just hang on to it until the end of service. What we're going to ask you to do is at the end of service, if you filled out your connection card, is to take it back to what we call our VIP Welcome Center where Mr. Ernest, where is Mr. Ernest? There he is. Mr. Ernest is going to meet you back there, and he's going to receive your card from you and exchange it for a special gift we prepared for you this morning. So don't forget to stop back there with your card when service is over. I'll give you some more instructions about what to do with it um, right at the end of service as well. All right. Well, I have a couple of announcements. Actually, just one announcement, and I'm going to get right into the Word. I realize we've taken a little more time this morning, but hey, this is a big day, y'all. It's a big day. This is a big deal. I told my sister on the phone, it's kind of a big deal, sister. I really would like for you to be here. Yes, my sister's here. I'm so excited. She got over being mean, and I got over being a punk. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm kind of afraid of myself sometimes. Anyway, okay. Well, so the, our announcement is, is starting this Friday night. Friday night, this Friday night, and next Friday night, we're going to have our live nativity production. It's not really a drive-through nativity because people... Uh, don't want to just drive through and see it one time. They really like to get out and watch it like three or four or five times. And it is an outreach for our for our church um, this year, this Christmas. It is an outreach for our church where we are setting up the story of the birth of Christ. We have the angel who declared to the to the shepherds. We have the shepherds who will be standing there. We have the three wise men, and then at the very end, we have um, of course the nativity with Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus. So this week we're going to be getting that all built out. We finished with this, so now on to the next thing. Amen? Amen. So we're on to the next thing, which is our, our outreach. We are reaching out, letting people in this neighborhood and all around this area know that we are here. And it's also an opportunity for us to just declare Christ. Amen. Amen. It's what Christmas is all about. Amen? It's not about Santa Claus. But it's about the birth of Jesus Christ. The most amazing thing that, that has ever happened in the history of this world is that God came down. And, and took on flesh and became man for us. Amen. And so this is our opportunity to declare Christ. 
And uh, I'm asking everyone to be involved, everyone to come out because we'll have open house, everything will be open, we'll have hot chocolate. It's a good time to fellowship with one another and also be here to let people see who we are as a church. Amen. We're very unique. We're a very unique, very loving church. And I think, you know, I'd love for them to see the building, but really, I want to show y'all off. Y'all are really my pride and joy. Really, you are. I want people to see you, to, to, to experience Acceleration Church is to experience you guys. The love that we show for one another. How welcome we make people feel. People come in and they say they just feel right at home. And so we want people to, from the neighborhood to experience it. People who say, well, I wonder if there's anybody like me there. You need to be here so people can see that there's somebody like them here. Amen? All right. So that is this Friday night and next Friday night. We will be here uh, from dark. Actually, it starts like right around 530. So I need everybody to be here a little bit early. Like be here by 5 o'clock if you possibly can. So that we can get started like as soon as it gets dark. Okay? And it just what happens is it's on a loop. We, we have a soundtrack. And I've already spoken to all the actors that I need. So all the actors, uh, acting positions are filled, um, except for the children. I would love for the children to, to really participate. So instead of wearing angel costumes, they only have to wear white. Like it, it's going to be kind of chilly, so if they have a white sweatshirt, you know, wear t-shirts and undergarments underneath it to keep warm. Um, white sweatpants or white jeans, just so that they wear all white, so that they're, they're part of the angel scene. Because the angel is going to be over 12 feet tall. And uh, Allison agreed to be the angel. I think she stepped out for just a moment. But, but um, where is she? Oh, there she is. She's right. She, she agreed to be my angel. I said, you're not afraid of heights, are you? She goes, no, don't think so. But she's got to stand up on an eight-foot platform where this skirt <clears throat> comes up to her waist. So it looks like her legs are eight feet long. So, and behind the skirt, all the children will be. And when the part of the soundtrack says, and then suddenly there was with the angel, a multitude of the heavenly hosts, all the children run out in their white outfits. And it, they say, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. And then they run back behind the skirt, but we'll have a heater or whatever they need to um, stay warm back there. But it'll run on a loop. I think it's like, Kevin, how long is it? Like uh, seven minutes total? That's with Pentecost, which we may cut off and, and go right. So how long is the actual nativity thing? Three to four minutes. So three to four minutes it takes to play the thing all the way through for us to get from the angel scene all the way down to the manger scene. And uh, so then it loops and, and, and uh, plays pentatonics. Mary, did you know, while everyone gets back in their original position? Okay? So that just goes on and on. So we'll probably do it like 18 times in one night. So it's a wonderful thing. We've done this before and have literally seen people with tears streaming down their face as they, as they get out and see how excellent it is, how amazing it is. And um, I think I told you last week, there's a little bit of a boom, Kevin. I'm hearing like a little bit of a low mid boom or something. I don't know if it's, if y'all can hear it. Can y'all hear it? Yeah. No, 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 yeah, no. Okay, it might just be me. Oh, okay. All right, wonderful. Okay, so, um, so I think that's it. Is that it, Jennifer? That's it. Okay, all right. So y'all, I need you to be here to participate for that on Friday nights, all right? The next two Friday nights for that. All right, before we get started, I have two Firm Foundation um, graduates that we did not uh, get to last week. They were not here. So if y'all would please help me to just congratulate these two graduates from Firm Foundation, Georgina. Y'all come up on the stage, up on this big old stage. 
Come and stand right here. Come on, Pastor Kelly. Y'all get in the middle. Pastor Carol and I will be. What's that? Don't take your feet, but your feet look cute. The girls are wearing those with dresses these days. Not this girl? Okay. Hold your certificate up. There we go. Make sure you get a close-up one. All right. Well, I saw you already this morning in leadership development. So you've been in there how many weeks now? Oh, this is your first day in there. Wow. And have you started leadership yet? Next Sunday? Praise God. Wonderful. So y'all get in class if you haven't joined up for, for Firm Foundation. All you have to do is show up with Pastor Carolyn on Sunday mornings at 930. <laughs> Amen. All right. Well, let's get in the Word. I'm trying to see how I'm going to see up here. Everything's different, so i got to make some adjustments. All right. Okay. Y'all ready for the Word? Yeah. All right, hold on to your note sheet and let's make a faith declaration. The Word of God is about to hit our hearts, amen, about to hit our spirits. We declare it's going to bear a hundredfold return. Y'all say that, a hundredfold, in Jesus' name. All right, say this with me. Say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to hear and apply His Word. I'm about to know better so that I may do better, have better, and be better. I am becoming everything God has destined me to be. I am becoming everything the devil fears I'll be. I'm becoming everything the haters say I can never be. So after today, I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, come on, slap three people, high five, and say, you better be here Friday. Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> it's a long, long ride. All right. Y'all go ahead. Everybody open up your note sheets. You have a clipboard on your seat so that you can follow along with the lesson and fill in the blanks. Amen. Well, we have been, I'm just so excited that this is lesson number 49 of Tremendous Fruitfulness. We started at the beginning of this year declaring that this would be a year of tremendous fruitfulness, not just regular fruitfulness, but like a bumper crop. Tremendous fruitfulness, that we would experience such growth and, 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 and produce such roots. Because, you know, nothing can happen on the top that's not happening underneath the ground, in the unseen ground. Amen. So you've got to have roots in the Word of God. You have to have roots in your church. You've got to get stable. Get built on the foundation of God. You've got to get planted. The Bible says, is, is blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits in the, sits in the, path, sits in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in it he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree. What? A tree. Not a tree that's moving all over the place. But a tree that is planted by the rivers of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaves will never fade or wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. So prospering is part of being fruitfulness in your life. God wants your life to prosper. Not just prosper financially, but you've got to be prospering in your emotions. Can I just say it feels great to be preaching for Monday today? Oh, the Lord. Amen. I feel the Holy Spirit. Amen. But He wants you to prosper in your emotions. He wants you to prosper in your body. I mean, what difference does it make if you're prospering financially, but you ain't got no joy? 
Or you got no peace. Or your emotions are, are dictating the way you feel every day. Amen. Rather than by setting a course planted on the word of God. Amen. So God wants us to prosper. And so we've been talking about being tremendously fruitful all year long. And I've seen such growth in y'all. I'm so excited. I mean, we have pressed and pressed and pressed. And um, and, and this today I wanted to talk about finishing strong. You know, I just felt like because we just finished this sanctuary, it took a lot of work. It took a lot of faith. It took, it took, it took so much faith. I'm telling you, at any minute I could have sat down on the floor and cried and said, I quit. <laughs> when, the, when the roof fell through the first time. That was just the first time. <laughs> but when it happened the second time, I was like, oh, you're not going to beat me. <laughs> because when the roof fell through the first time, I know that whenever you're pressing, you know, there's always going to be hindrances. There's always going to be issues. But I know that if we keep pressing, we'll finish. And if you finish, God gets the glory. God only gets the glory if you finish. Right. Amen. So you got to keep pressing and keep pressing and keep pressing. The more resistance you feel, the more you push. And really, just on the other side of the greatest resistance is your breakthrough. So, man, it, it, we, we really worked hard to finish and to finish strong. And uh, I just am so grateful for Kevin and for Jennifer. Of course, both of them, they, they got me, you know, both by the arms and keep my arms like Aaron and her, keep them lifted up. But, but Kevin walks in the office of a prophet. And he's the one who said last Sunday, we're going to move by, by last Sunday. Now, see, what y'all didn't know is that the power company said they couldn't turn this side on right here. We only have this side of the building. It's two different meters. So we had ripped out all the electricity and put in all brand new lighting and electricity over here on this side. So I thought, my goodness, maybe they did something wrong and we're never going to be able to get that power to them. I mean, all these things after I've spent all this money. And then and Kevin said, no, we're moving. He said, it'll be on by Friday. And earlier that week, God had spoken to me after my prayer time. He said, trust the anointing. That's all he said. I'm like, okay, I don't know which part of the anointing you want me to trust. But when Kevin said that, it quickened in my spirit. He said, trust the anointing. I'm like, okay. He's never said something that didn't come to pass. So I said, okay. And I let y'all move the chairs in here last Sunday, not knowing if we were going to have power or not. Wow. Sure did. Come on. See, and I couldn't tell y'all that then because y'all couldn't handle it. And you might have put your mouth on it. So I just said, we're going. This, that's what faith does. It steps out on nothing. And that's what God makes you. Amen. So many times when you're pressing in your life, you're going you're gonna to push against resistance, but you keep pushing. And when things look tough, say, I know in whom I have believed. Amen. I will lift up my eyes and look at the hills. And, and before I knew it, somebody was coming in the back of your and said, Pastor Sally, he's the power company. They <laughs> said, uh, we just need to check the switch inside to make sure it's on. I said, okay, there's the switch. I'm like, please don't let there be anything wrong with the switch. He said, okay, yeah, it's off, it's off. We need it to be off. So they did a few things out there. He said, okay, ma'am, your power's on. I'm like, you're kidding, the power's on? The power's on? He said, yes, the power's on. And me and me and Yuri went to went to hooping and hollering. I said, Yuri, give me a cabbage patch right quick. Come on, give me a cabbage. Give me one, give me one, Yuri. Come on, give me a cabbage patch. Give me a cabbage patch. Yeah! <laughs>
We said since the first the first Sunday that we would be finishing strong, right? Not that we finished, that we'd be tremendously fruitful. So here we are. We have three more Sundays. We have 23 more days until it's 2020. We have 552 more hours. 33,120 minutes are left of 2019. So we've seen tremendous growth. We've expanded into our new worship center. Kevin has stepped up into his prophetic calling and is, is, is doing what he's supposed to do. This year, Joshua heard God to quit his job, make a cross, and go carry it down the road. He said God had asked him to do it years earlier, but he said, I, I just got chucked out to a bear. She just couldn't do it. But God came and asked him again. Isn't it wonderful that God gives us a second yeah, chance? Gave yeah. him another chance. He quit the job like that day. Jenna said, Pastor, you got to help me. Joshua said, he's getting ready to quit his job and make the cross and go carry it down the road. I said, oh, my dear. I do need to talk to him. But then when I got with him, I'm like, this boy has heard from God. He has heard from God. And uh, so I, 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 God told me this year that there would be an apostolic anointing on this house. Which means that God would raise up pastors, prophets, evangelists, teachers, pastors. That he would raise them up in this place. So I thank God that Kevin has stepped up. Amen. And I believe we're going to see even more of him as he begins to trust that anointing that he walks in. Is it just me or do you feel like you've just stepped up to another realm of that? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Joshua, I'm just so proud of him. And then, of course, I can't brag enough about Yuri, about how he has stepped up so much. I'm talking about growth, that 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 he was someone who wouldn't even talk when he came here. To now, he is a leader. He is a leader in the church. People ask me something like, go ask Yuri. Yuri, Yuri has become a leader in the church. He, I mean, I, I am so excited to see the growth. That's why I do this. All right. That's why I love to see people come out of, of bondage, come out of all that we fuss and fight with in our lives that, we, that keeps us held back, and to see people grow into what God means for you to be. It's like watching a caterpillar turn into a butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> it blesses my heart. Amen. And so... Um, Probably 50 new believers at least were baptized this year. Many people finished firm foundation and leadership. We've broken ground, so to speak, on our new children's facility. And we could just sit back and say, wow, we could just coast on these last three weeks. God's already out, God's already out in the parking lot. God's already brooding out in the, out in the parking lot, amen, for our nativity thing. That we, we have to switch our focus and really finish strong in these last three weeks. And so we just don't want to finish coasting. We want to finish running full steam ahead. So number one, we can't sit down until we finish strong. We have to finish strong before we can sit down. When you say, what do you mean sit down? After God had finished making everything in the six days, which we're not sure if that means six millennia, six whatever, because God doesn't live in time. But in the Bible, it's represented by six days. He finished creation on the seventh day. He sat down and he rested. Amen. When he had finished, he rested, right? Okay. And then Jesus, when he had finished the work of the cross, what did he say on the cross? It's finished. And then what did he do? He he went into the grave on the third day. He came out of the grave. And then we know um, like 50, 60 days later, he ascended into heaven and he did what? 
Help me preach this morning, y'all. He sat down. He had finished the work. So that means he sat down at the right hand of the Father, the Bible tells us. Amen. And so we can't sit down until we're finished. We're not ready to sit down yet. we got to keep pushing ahead. Amen. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2, it says, Therefore, since we're also surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Let's think about that cloud of witnesses for a minute. Everybody who's gone before us, from, from uh, the Apostle Peter uh, uh, to, to the Apostle Paul, to, to everyone who's gone before us, all the millennia of people taking the gospel and giving it to the next generation, giving it to the next generation, those that we know that have already gone on. They are in that cloud of witnesses cheering us on, saying, go, do it, get it done, get it done. So there's a great cloud of witnesses cheering us on, saying, go, Acceleration Church. Come on now, keep going. So it says, look, if we're going to finish this race, it says, let us lay aside every weight. We carry a lot of stuff that we shouldn't carry. Low self-esteem. Feel like my part doesn't matter. Yes, it does. You're a unique puzzle piece and there's nobody else who can fit in your spot. It'll be the wrong color. It'll be the wrong shape. It'll be the wrong size. It'll be the wrong thickness. Amen. You are, you are created especially for a place in the kingdom of God. So let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. How many of you know you, you live long enough, you start out on this race, oh, I ain't never going to sin, I ain't never going to do nothing bad for God against God again. <laughs> sin nature is just in us. We're going to mess up. The, more, the older you get and the longer you work with God, the more merciful you get because you know, hey, I messed up too. Amen. So let's lay aside the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So he, he sat down after he finished. Amen. So we can't sit down until we're through. Number two, we cannot allow adversity to move us out of our race. You, you know, the funny thing about it is when you're pressing to finish something and you come up against adversity, you think, what am I doing wrong? It's not what you're doing wrong. It's about what you're doing right. Come on. The giants and the walls come for all of us, but we have to stand up with our rock and our rag. You know, you don't have to have much to just stand against it because it's in the name of the Lord that we stand against these things, this adversity that comes against us. David used a rock and a rag and took down a giant. Amen? So, so um, we just keep, keep pressing, amen? And we don't allow adversity to move us out of our race. Acts 20 and 24. But none of these things does what? Move me. Nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy. And the ministry mission which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. So what he's saying here is that I'm going to finish this race with joy. And if this ministry and this mission that I have, I received it from the Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning, Apostle. Good morning, Apostle John Wesley Williams and his beautiful wife, Lavinia, are here. Y'all come on up and, and sit on the platform. Yeah, just grab Murray another chair. That's my brother, y'all. He, he couldn't let me. So, 
start being in my new location without him being here. Murray Snow. There we go. All right, good. Praise the Lord. Okay, so what he's saying here is that I've been given a race, a ministry, and a mission. My ministry and my mission from God is my race. My ministry and my mission from God is my race. He says, I received it from the Lord Jesus Christ to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. So um, he says, I'm going to finish my race with joy. And when he says, I don't let any of these things move me, he had been coming up against all kinds of adversity, the Apostle Paul. In fact, everywhere he went, the, um, the, the Holy Spirit was giving him words of knowledge and was given prophetic utterances that when you go to Jerusalem, you're going to be arrested. You're going to be arrested. But he was saying, you know what? None of that moves me. I'm still going. I don't even count my life, dear. Arrest me if you have to. But I'm going to finish this ministry and this mission that Jesus has given me to do. So message translation says, what matters most to me is to finish what God started. The job the master Jesus gave me of letting everyone I meet know all about this incredibly extravagant generosity of God. Amen. And that's what we're doing Friday night. We're letting people know about the extravagant generosity of God that he gave his only begotten son. Amen. Philippians 3.16. But we must hold on to the progress that we've already made. So we we press on to the the next level in doing what God has for us to do. Amen. But we got to hold on to the progress we've already made. So we've made some progress already in this year. People have graduated from classes. We've gone to the next level in many ways. But you've got to hold on to that while we step into the next year. Amen. Don't let what you've already gotten slip. Don't let it slip. And if you slip, come on, get back on, on track. Get back on track. There's no shame in your game. The righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up again. You just keep getting back up and don't quit. Amen. All right. So um, so Galatians 5, 7 says, you ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? Watch out for people who are time wasters and focus breakers. People who are constantly breaking your focus, who are wasting your time, who are keeping you, um, you know, pulled out of the will of God. You can't be hanging out with those people. You are only as good as the people that you hang out with. So you can't hang out with turkeys. Amen. All right. Number three, we need to stay laser focused on our purpose and mission. Laser focus. You know, that sometimes is the reason why we get off is that we lose our focus. Especially during the holiday season, y'all. Or we'll get more caught up with Santa Claus than we than what it's really all about. You know, the next three weeks we're on a mad dash. How many of y'all finished your Christmas shopping? How many of you hadn't even started your Christmas shopping? See what I'm talking about? We have waited until the last minute, put ourselves in a predicament, mad dash. But on Friday nights, I don't care how tired you are from shopping. You need to be yourself in this parking lot. Amen. Because that's what it's all about. It's not about Santa Claus. It's about Jesus coming to the earth to save people. That's our ministry and it's our mission. It's what we're all about. It's why we're here. It's what we're doing. Amen. All right. Philippians 3.20 says, but our citizenship is what? John 17, 16 through 18. They are not of the world. Jesus is praying. He's saying they're not of the world. Just as I'm not of the world. Message translation says they do not belong to this world any more than I do. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also sent them into the parking lot. 
by. FM 1960, 72-11, right out there, there's probably 100,000 cars that go by at least every day. Lost people. How many will be going by on that Friday night that will turn back around? I've seen it already, you know, like several years that we did this. I've seen people turn around and come back. So just as, as Jesus was sent, he said, you sent me into the world. I also send them or have sent them into the world. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. That's what we're doing. We're seeking and save the lost people in Kenswick, Foxwood, um, Deerbrook Estates, people who are in these subdivisions in spring, all around here. There are people that God has set us here to affect. Amen. So look what, look what um, uh, Paul says in Philippians 3.12. I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. So in other words, I'm focused. I'm focusing, I'm pressing to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Jesus took hold of you to make a difference in other people's lives. It's just not so you can get your life great. Amen? It's so that your life being great will affect other people. Hallelujah. It says, brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, focus and straining toward what is ahead. You can't change any mistakes or any things you did, you did in this last year. You can't change it. You can't go, you might say, well, I wish I hadn't done it, but you did. Just get over it. Amen? Build a bridge and get over it. And come on, let's get back on track doing what we're supposed to do. Hallelujah. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. There's a prize. There is a prize. One day we're going to get a crown of righteousness. And you're going to want a crown of righteousness because when the worship begins in heaven, you're going to want to lay that crown at his feet. You're going to want to have something in your hand that you can lay at your feet to just say, thank you. Number four, we're set apart and sent by God to affect this world with the gospel. You've been set apart. You've been called out of darkness and into his marvelous light. You've been called out of whatever it is that had you trapped in this world. And you've been brought into the family of God. You've been brought near by the blood. Yes. And he has, he has sent you. He set you apart. And now he's sending you to affect the world with the gospel. Mark 16, 15 through 16. Go into all the world. Parking lot. Amen. Go into the parking lot. And preach the gospel to every creature. Just All you got to do is just. Act, amen, or just greet people as they come in. Just, just be here. Um, preach the gospel to every creature. He who is believed and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Uh, chapter twenty-eight, nineteen through twenty. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus will be with us in the parking lot. The Holy Spirit presence of God. He's going to be out there in the manger. But the Holy Spirit will be out there on assignment with you and me. Amen? To be sensitive to people. What is your need? Can I pray with you about something? Amen? What better Christmas present could we give Jesus than one that's gone astray? That we just take our time on a Friday night to just come hang out at the church. Or pretend to be a, a wise man or a, 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 a shepherd or a king or, or Mary or Joseph. Amen. What could, be, what could be better? What better gift could we give in 1 Corinthians 9, 24? Don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. I love that. 
All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. Ooh, would y'all underline that, please? I run with purpose in every step. So don't let Santa Claus get all your steps this year. I know we love people and we give gifts and all. That's what we do. It's our tradition. But it's, we need to make it even more our tradition that we're focused on winning the soul. Because we'll do this every year that we're here. We'll only make it bigger and more. We'll add more stuff next year. Because we'll already have all the stuff we built from this year. Amen? So we'll just keep adding to it every year. People will hear about it and come from everywhere. Amen. All right. So he said, so I run with purpose in every step. I'm not shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training to do what it should. And remember that your flesh never wants to participate in spiritual things. So you've got to get your spirit to rise up and tell your flesh what it's getting ready to do. All right. So number five, there's a time limit on our mission. We all get only so many steps, so many hours, and so many days. Jesus knew this too, John 9, 24. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. So Jesus knew there was an urgency. He only had so much time. He'd go and spend time with God in the mountains by himself. He'd slip off by himself just so he could get, get his download of instructions for the next thing. And he'd come down with a smile on his face and a pep in his step. Come on now. And he'd say, come on, Peter, we got to go to another city. But everybody wants you to be here. No, no, no. God said, we're going to another city. Come on, let's go. Because he spent time with God. He knew what the next step in the mission was. He knew that there was a time limit and only so much time to get it done. Reinhard Bonnke, the great evangelist, went home to Jesus yesterday. He won more than 75 million souls for Christ. Look at him. Look at him preaching. To just seas of people that you can't even see the ends of. And he knew he had a, a time limit as well. There was, there was a time limit on it. Um, he's the one that when I told you about the, the man that was the pastor that had passed away and his wife said, um, I'm not going to uh, let you bury him, but I'm, uh, you know the Bible says that women receive their dead back to life again. She said, I knew that Bonky, she called him Bonky, would be ministering at this church. She said, take him to, the, to this such and such church. So they brought his corpse into the church and, and they wouldn't let him bring him into the sanctuary because everybody would have been afraid. So they just took him into the basement. She said, because I knew the anointing would be high. At the Bonky Crusade. Yes. He just went home to Jesus yesterday. But could you imagine his reception in Jesus? His reception in heaven. Could you imagine? I know he heard, well done. Good and faithful servant. Now do we all have to win 75 million? I wish we all could. We'd get it done quick and go on to heaven, right? But we are called to our area. We are called to who we're called to. Just be faithful to get your one. Be faithful to get your neighborhood, your, your co-workers. Just be faithful to get somebody to just share the, that it's about the overwhelming, never-ending, <laughs> reckless love of God that a good God can. It's good news, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> we got good news. So, number six, there's joy in the mission. Let me tell you what. There's joy in, in, in leading someone to Christ. You're going to have so much joy when you see people, when you see how awesome this thing is going to be, and you see people out there with tears streaming down their face, when you see them just smiling and saying, my gosh, I'm so glad I got to watch it again, and they go back down to the other end to watch the whole thing play out in front of their eyes again. There's just so much joy. When you win a soul, there's more joy in that than absolute. There's a joy you get in that you can't get anywhere else. Come on. 
You really can. You're anointed for it. The angels heralded it. Luke 2, 10 through 11. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great what? Joy. Joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. So it's great joy. It's good news. Great joy. Luke 10, 17 says after Jesus sent out the 70, he sent them out to go preach the gospel, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, cleanse the lepers. He sent them out to minister. When they came back, it says the 70 returned with joy. They returned with joy. Amen. Matthew 18, 12 through 14, he says, what do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, does he not, does he not leave the 99 and go to the mountains to seek the one that is straight? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Even so, it is not the will of your Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. So there's rejoicing that goes on in heaven when just one person that straight away comes back to the Lord. While we're doing this thing, what if there's just one person driving down 1960 to see I think about Joshua with that cross all the time. I pray. When we pray for him, you know, God, when people see him carrying that cross, it's just such a visual. It says so much with just one glance. A picture's worth a thousand words. A guy carrying a cross is worth about a million. And it makes them, you know, convicted and say, my God. I'm straight away from God, and, 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 it, and it convicts them, and, and they, it gives them an opportunity to come back to Christ. What is a whole production in the parking lot that shows the birth of Jesus? What's that going to do? What kind of joy is there going to be in heaven for people who come back to God? Luke 15, 7, count on it. There's more joy in heaven over one sinner's rescued life than over 99 good people in no need of rescue. Number seven, there's power in the mission. There is power in the mission. This mission that we're doing, we've been called by God to do it. Romans 1.16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. See, I don't care how much they say you're not supposed to say Merry Christmas. You've got to say Happy Holidays. That we're not supposed to talk about Jesus. That it offends other people. Be offended if you have to be. I don't care. You know, the Bible says go tell it on the mountain. Maybe that's just an old song. But go tell it on the mountain. Over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Amen. That's the power of salvation. If the devil can get us to be afraid or intimidated... He's stolen our power because the power is in the gospel. The hearing of the gospel is how we get saved. Faith comes by and hearing by the word of God. So faith enters when they hear, when they see it played out even more. But the soundtrack is all Bible. (laughs) Nothing added. There's no Hollywood added to ours. It's pure Bible. Amen. All right. So there's power in the mission. Hebrews uh, 10.35 Therefore do not cast away your confidence Which has great reward So there's you got to be confident about what we're doing That it's going to be changing lives Number 8 There's endurance for the mission yes. If you're going to finish strong You're going to have to be able to outlast your enemy You're going to have to be able to outlast Every bit of opposition Every issue that comes up You have to be able to outlast it There is endurance for the mission Hebrews 10.36 For you have need of endurance so that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. I'm telling you, it's so exciting when we do this in the parking lot. Um, it's so exciting that, you know, the joy of the Lord is your strength. It, three hours goes by like that. And you're sad that it's over. So there's endurance because of the joy of the Lord. 
is your strength. Amen. So, um, for you have need of endurance, so that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. So it takes endurance to receive the promise. You've got to keep on pressing. Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. We're asking him for souls. We're asking him to just let us, let's let our light shine. You know, the Bible says that nobody lights a light and hides it under a basket. No, we're not going to hide under the, the roof here at Acceleration Church, but we're taking it out to the parking lot. A stage that we have for people to see our light shine and to see the light of Jesus Christ shine out there. Amen. So praise God. God's able to do exceeding and abundantly above. We're just thinking, you know, God, we just ask you for people to see it and to come in and, and to receive it. God's able to do even more than we can ask. We're going to be obedient to do it, and we're going to watch God move. Amen. It's Colossians 3, 23 through 24. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you'll receive the reward of the inheritance. For you serve the Lord Christ. So whatever we do, we do it with all our might, right? We do it. We do it heartily. So even if you're doing tours with people inside, or you're just greeting people, saying hello, we're gonna have hot chocolate. Maybe you're helping pass out hot chocolate. Maybe you're helping clean up hot chocolate off the floor. Whatever you know, whatever it is that you're doing, do it with all your heart. You do it. You're serving as unto the Lord. It's as if you're serving the Lord when the lost come in. Come on, y'all. It's as if I was I was hungry and you fed me. I was naked and you clothed me. You know, I was in prison and you visited me. I was sick and you came to me. You know, when you do this to the least of these, my brethren, you do it unto me. We're we're just, you know, reaching out to those who don't know Christ. Amen. All right. Second um, Chronicles fifteen seven. But you be strong and do not let your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. So don't be don't be weak. But there's a reward, y'all. There's going to be a reward. He said, anybody who's given up a Friday night on earth, anybody who's given up, you know, what does he say, houses or lands or family or whatever, who's put that, you know, aside for the sake of the gospel, he said, you'll get a hundredfold in this life and the next. So anybody who's given up a Friday night, I'm telling you, God will be able to redeem the time for you. Amen. He's not going to take something from you. He's trying to get something to you. Amen. So it will be reward. Message says, endings are better than beginnings. Sticking, sticking to it is better than standing out. Amen. Galatians 6, 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. 1 Timothy 6, 12 says, fight the good fight of faith. 2 John 8, um, 8 through 9. It says, watch out. That you do not lose what we have worked so hard to to achieve. Be diligent so that you receive your full reward. Amen. So I want to just close with finishing strong. You know, um, years ago I would I would watch the uh, the movie Secretariat, and uh, Secretariat was a racehorse who was like the last horse out the gate every time. But how many of you know it's not how you start the count? It's about how you finish. And Secretariat um, got the Triple Crown. And, and the Triple Crown is when you win the three major horse, horse races. And so the last one was the Belmont Stakes, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong if somebody knows about horse races. Good, I'm glad y'all don't. It was the Belmont Stakes. <laughs> so he was the last horse out the gate. But this horse just loved to run. But, and, and he didn't worry about being the last out the gate because he knew how to make it up. Well, they knew Secretariat was fast. But did he have endurance? Because the last race was the longest race. They knew that he could that he could win a fast race, but could did he have the endurance? 
to make it around the back of that track. So it was him and Sham, I think was the other horse that he was, I believe it was Sham was the other horse. And Sham, they were neck and neck, all to the back. But something happened when they got to the final turn about right here. Secretary just left Sham in the dirt. Secretary went, went around, he's like, and hey, look at Secretary again, he looks like just a great machine. As he passes, says, he says, there's 12 horse lengths. There's 14 horse lengths. There's 15 horse lengths. And by the time he, look at the, the jockey is looking back like he can't even believe it. Secretariat finished 31 horse lengths ahead of all the rest. You know, it's the back side of that track. You know, we might have been the last horse out the gate, Acceleration Church. We might have gone through the back, the back side of the track. Then we might have been neck and neck. We might have been on the back side of that track and gone through some trials, gone through some struggles, gone through some issues, lost the building, went through all kinds of stuff. But I'm telling you right now, we're at that place where we're about to break away from shame. Give us endurance, Lord God. 
Give us the wind. Give us whatever it is that we need to do this. We receive it all in Jesus' name. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, you might say, Pastor Sally, I'm here today, but I'm not right with God. I'm not right with God, but I want to be right with God. Would you pray for me? I sure will. You say, Pastor Sally, I've gone astray. I, I, I know that I need to be put back in right relationship with God. Would you pray for me? I'm going to pray for you. In just a moment, I'm going to lead you in a very simple prayer. And if you mean it in your heart, God comes into your heart and into your life. He takes your sins away. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And you become a child of the living God. A part of the family of God. So I'm going to lead you in a very simple prayer. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, just say this, say this with me. Say, Father, I confess to you that I am a sinner. I have messed up. Sometimes on purpose. And sometimes I'm sure I just didn't know. But I'm sorry for my sins. I believe you sent Jesus to die on the cross in my place. And I believe that you laid him in a tomb and that you raised him up on the third day. Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Teach me. Guide me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I'm trusting you alone to save me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it in your heart, just need to let somebody know. Nobody gets to sneak into heaven. You gotta let somebody know that you receive Christ. And so